going in. It's too big. Size matches back. Didn't go in. So it's big. Hey everybody, welcome and thanks for joining me here on episode one of Ha Topic. I'm your host Chris, and we're going to be tackling things in Star Wars like book reviews, uh, deep lore, talk about news, clickbait bullshit, and getting rid of that, um, but just anything Star Wars related. Just a quick introduction. Uh, you know, you might know me from Starlight Digest. I assume if you're listening here, you've probably listened to Starlight Digest a few times, and you know that normally on that show we've got myself and a couple other geeks. You got Mike and Scott and Ernie and Marco that we all bounce things off of and just really line talk and, and go, you know, just free conversation throughout that entire show. And this is going to be that kind of spinoff show from there. In this show, I'll be able to kind of tackle things a little deeper than we weren't able to get into during that show uh, and also kind of go on a, a little bit more of a, we'll just say a rant or a soapbox a little bit. Actually, a little worried that uh, the guys have sent me to do this to get me out of their hair. Well, shit. Either way, fuck it. Let's have some fun with it. Um, as you might know, my, my job on that show or my role in that show is kind of being the lore guy, the the one that has the information on the new canon, the timelines, the, the characters, um, obviously knowledge of the EU as well, but I really do focus on the new canon material um, so we can all stay on track there. Uh, I'm also uh, the one that speaks to everybody on Instagram. Uh, when you're on there and you're messaging us or talking to us there, 99% of the time it's me conversing with you and going through stuff there. So what I want to do is kind of bring that, those conversations, over to here to the show. There might even be times where I, I message one of you guys and ask you to call in a certain time and so we can do a Skype interview for five or ten minutes and throw it in the show. Try and get everybody involved and just add another dimension to the way we interact with people. And you know, Star Wars is something I love. It's something that's been part of my life, my entire life. Um, you know, from being a kid and... I, I can remember getting cloud cars, you know, when I was a little kid and sitting there with my dog on the floor at Christmas and things like that. And we have pictures of that kind of thing. And every year, either getting a stuffed Ewok later or things like that. Then we watch get in line for the special editions out at the movie theater and going to midnight shows for that. And then camping out for days. Oh, shit, Marco and I camped out for like three days uh, for Revenge of the Sith, you know, and that, that was out of control. So a lot of things that we do, um, you know, are based around Star Wars. And when Star Wars comes out or Star Wars is around, it's a huge event for us. It, it means a lot to us. So I do take things a little personally when it comes to, you know, false information or bashing. And that's when you'll see me kind of go crazy on the Internet is if people aren't giving the right information to people and starting shitstorms for no reason. So that's another thing we'll do on here is I'll tackle the big clickbait items, the big false rumors that go out there, and we'll set the story straight. We never want anybody going out there with bad info, and never will we say anything is confirmed if it's not. If it's a rumor, it's a rumor. We may discuss it. I may discuss it here, uh, but you will know damn well it's not confirmed if we talk about it, and I don't say it is. And really, the the big difference on this show versus Sarlacc is, on Sarlacc, again, it's five of us sitting around, talking, and, and shooting the shit in line talk. With this being just me, and maybe a guest or two appearing along the way or, or even during today. But here, with me, it's going to be broken down into segments. And we'll have titles of these segments, and you'll know what's coming up. And we're going to kind of do a, a preview of those today. So, like, right now, let's get into one right away. The first segment we're going to talk about is... The Sacred Jedi Text! That's right. And that's our book review segment. So... 
Today, I'm going to take it easy. We're not going to go crazy through a book like I would like to because this week on Sarlacc, if you haven't checked it out yet, I do a full 55-minute discussion with the guys around Last Shot, uh, the new novel uh, set in Han Solo's you know, life and Lando's life uh, by Daniel Jose Older, who if you don't know who he is um, and you've read uh, from a certain point of view, he's the, re- the writer and the narrator on Born in the Storm, which may not be the most... Uh, lore heavy uh, story in that book but it's for sure the most fun story in that book so I had a lot going on this book knowing that it's it's probably going to be a lot of fun and it is basically in this book you're going to get three time frames four if you really want to count the uh, the main villain's origin story but the three stories I'm talking about are about Ron Han and Lando so the first piece of the plot the main part of the plot takes place three years after return a year or so, um, maybe two years after Aftermath. Um, This is a time where the war is over, everything's done. Ben is about two years old at this point. Um, Lando is now the droid impresario at Cloud City. It's it's what he does now is build and makes droids, improves droids. Um, I believe he made the model calf droid that's in Han and Leia's house here. That's what he does. Leia's still in politics, going through her thing like she always does. And Han is struggling. Han's struggling with being a dad. Remember, in Aftermath, he had to go off th- this whole time, and he was out trying to liberate Kashyyyk with, with Chewie because he owed him. Uh, now he's back, but he keeps going away, and he's struggling because he didn't have a father figure. Um, he wasn't raised like this. He doesn't know how to, to perform like this. And he says you know, one of his biggest issues is, you know, the baby cries when I'm there, and it screams when I leave. What am I supposed to do? You know, the poor dude is going through some shit, but he doesn't know how, you know, and that's too bad for Han. But it also explains Kylo a lot. You know, like I said, this two year old kid is so excited when Uncle Lando comes over. Then Uncle Lando comes and takes dad away. You know, where's mom? Mom's out with Mon Mothma doing political shit. Who's at the house? Ben and, and, a, and a calf droid, BX. You know, that that's from the very beginning. Obviously, Ben was probably feeling pretty lonely. Uh, pretty by himself, you know, kind of showing how he became himself later. Now, the the issue in the story here is Lando gets hit up because somebody came after him. Apparently, Han never changed the name on the registration, and it still says Lando. So that's that's pretty funny in the first place, that Han wins the damn thing and doesn't go through the paperwork, you know, even years later to get it registered to himself. Um, but here, like I said, somebody's coming after Lando, saying they 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 took an artifact from them. I'm trying not to to spoil this, and he gets Han basically back in this adventure to go find what was going on. Now the time jumps a bit. Like I said, we're right there. We're after aftermath, and it says ten years ago, Han, and you get a different narrator going through Han's story. And this is Han and Chewie right after Solo, um, and they're dealing with come to find out that villain and that artifact years ago. Then it'll be like 15 years ago, Lando. And this is right before Solo. And this is where Lando still has the Falcon, and he's cruising around with L337 um, and dealing with that same artifact and same criminal, um, the, the main villain of our story. So it's kind of neat how they intertwine the, the timelines to coincide. So you either got a like a Tarantino-type flick or a This Is Us type of, type of flick, and it's, it's really neat, and it works really well after the first couple chapters when I got used to it. 
what's really cool about this book and the timing of it, and obviously it was timed on purpose, but it gets me even more excited to see Solo in theaters on, on May 24th. When this airs, this episode here, it'll be May the 4th, so it will be less than three weeks away from seeing it, and it's getting me so pumped because we have such great banter and great dialogue between Lando and Han um, and even some Chewie a little bit um, throughout this book. And it just gets me so excited to see it on the big screen more than we've ever had. Because really, think about it, in the original trilogy in Empire, we see him just a little bit, and then Lando turns on him, right? Then in return, they're really not together all that much. They're off on their own adventures, you know? So it, it was neat to see their relationship, how they are. And they, they're to the point where, like, when Lando sees Han the first time, he punches him straight in the face for this whole thing with the Falcon. So... And then they deal with it and they move on and, and go from there. You even get an idea, and Lano talks about it, about how he felt during the carbonite freezing piece and, and what he did on Cloud City and to the point where he's like, if you don't think for one second that I don't feel guilt every day and feel horrible for what I did, you know, and Lando obviously is, is showing guilt for getting Han frozen and, and turn on him. And, and Han basically lets him off the hook. He's like, look, I know you did what you had to do and you saved more lives than just me. So, you know, they kind of have an understanding, but really good writing in this book also getting to know l3 uh was pretty neat before solo so now i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they pull her off on screen um but she's a self-made droid literally she makes herself from different parts doesn't care how she looks which is funny because lando his whole world is about how he looks how his falcon looks you know all these things and everything's neat and tidy except his droid and his droid's a complete mess he's made out out of protocol parts and astromech parts and every other piece of parts and wires flinging around but She's to the point where she doesn't care. Um, she's transcended beyond what we see a droid as, right? And she thinks, like, all droids are like that. She's very into droid rights. Um, seeing them more now, for me, um, you see them more now as a species instead of just a bunch of mechanical things. You know, they're not a refrigerator. They're, they actually have intelligence. They grow. They learn. They do things. And this is kind of the story that, that goes along this entire book. You know, we get a, a little bit of a iRobot type of vibe when the kind of the droids are about to get, you know, um, rise up against the people and that kind of thing. This is this is what's going on here. And it's definitely something I want you guys to pick up. I don't want to go through it too much here because, again, we spent a lot of time on Starlight. But if you can pick it up or get it on Audible, um, I definitely, the audiobook version on this was, was awesome. They do a really good job. Um, and, and they always do. I, I've yet to see a, a bad audiobook version of these things. And now we're going to kind of jump segments here and do a little bit of what I like to do. Because uh, if you guys catch it on the show, you know I get a little bit upset with things on the internet that aren't true. So this segment's going to be... Shut up! That's right. These are to the folks, the one who constantly complain um, about nothing anymore. They just want to say it sucks. They want to nitpick things. They want to get deep and, and find little itty-bitty things to bitch about to make things rotten for everybody else. And obviously we're talking about The Last Jedi still because that's what everybody wants to bitch about, or the, the small minority, I'd say. They're just very vocal. But the new thing to bitch about is the Praetorian Guard scene, which I think most of us can agree is probably one of the top three scenes easily in The Last Jedi. The, the Praetorian fight scene was phenomenal from the start. You got to see Rey and, and Kylo fighting, tearing off, stabbing people through the face. It's, it's really a great scene, a fun scene. But since the Blu-ray release, everybody wants to slow shit down. We're not meant to see these movies in super slow-mo, frame by frame. But there was a point where the Praetorian guard was about to grab, the one with the two vibroblades, 
goes to grab Ray, and when you can't see his left hand, when you see his left hand, he has a vibroblade. He goes behind himself and twists, comes back, and there is no vibroblade. So the internet loses its mind because, oh my goodness, there's no vibroblade. What a horrible mistake. Oh, the world's ending. Fuck Disney. That's where everybody goes with this shit. Instead of saying either one, simple mistake, didn't matter, didn't see it at full speed on a giant fucking screen, right? Or two, hey, let me just suspend disbelief a minute. Let's just go with, oh, it probably dropped out of his hand because he had some kind of pain and he got twisted somewhere else and it slipped out. Let's just go with that. Just as easy. But no, everybody wants to bitch and moan about little things like that. And that's the that's the stuff that kind of irks me. You know, if you want to complain about something major, I'm totally cool with it. You want to talk about milk looking a fucking uh, uh, sea monster? Yeah, I'm cool with that. You can you can bitch about that all day. That's fun. You know, you want to bitch about maybe Rose and, and Finn's adventure to Canto Bight and the timing being off? Yeah, I'm down with that too. I can I can discuss that and I'll, I'll probably side with you saying that part was kind of garbage. I'm cool with that. But when you're nitpicking things in super slow motion that nobody's going to see in full speed. Now, mind you, somebody, some people do. Our boy uh, Ringmaster69 on Instagram did tell me that he saw it the first time. And that's fine. But 99.9% of the people didn't see it because I didn't hear shit about it until the Blu-ray release, which means some folks went home. And I do this kind of stuff, too. I slow it down, look for Easter eggs, things like that. But I'm not looking to pick on errors just to pick on things. So, you know, going through that, you, and you think about it. Just about every movie has some kind of goofy mistake, and it's almost part of the the Star Wars charm where something silly can happen. You know, whether it's a stormtrooper bumping his head, you know, uh, on the door, or or the vibroblade missing. It's just a, a quick error, didn't cause any harm, nobody lost anything, and it didn't affect the story whatsoever. And honestly, in my opinion, if you're going to nitpick the Praetorian guard scene, there's only one thing in there I would ever say was wrong, and I get over that too. It's the fact that you guys notice when... Kylo is, is fighting him, and he's they're going back to back. He goes down and like slams his lightsaber into the ground. What the fuck for? It didn't do anything. Like if he had gone and hit the ground, and like there was this force push come out from his lightsaber, and four of the guards go flying back a couple meters. Okay, that's fucking rad, neat. But when he did this, I mean, it was like literally nothing to do. It hit the ground. Nobody was near it. It didn't block anything. If somebody's gonna nitpick the movie, let's nitpick that part. But again. You go through all the movies, you can do that with any of them. If you guys remember, when we went back to uh, 1999 and we wait in our line and we go in to see Phantom Menace and we see the Darth fucking Maul fight, right? And I'm talking about the Obi-Wan Maul after Qui-Gon died. You see it and it's like, it seems like it's so fast and so badass. And you realize there's a lot of maneuvers in there that really didn't need to happen. The, the twisting and turning and spinning and hands out were all nonsense. When you first see the Obi-Wan block behind the back, I mean, that was like the baddest ass scene we'd ever seen at that point. You know, oh shit, he just blocked him behind the back. That was cool. You watch it now, it it's cool looking still, but really the whole the whole move wasn't necessary. It was kind of slow. You know, you can nitpick that if you wanted to, but I love that fight. You know, or let's go to the best fight, the Revenge of the Sith fight with Anakin and Vader. I mean, shit, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. And watch that one. How about the blades spinning side by side with each other? Now, if you're going to nitpick a movie or nitpick a fight, fucking nitpick that one. That one's ridiculous. There's no reason for the spinning maneuver. But do I pick on it? No, because I love that fight. It's the best fight out of all the movies. Why would I? You know, so we don't need to find small things to nitpick to to try and bring everybody else's joy down on these. Just, you know, let the fuck be. Enjoy the movie or don't. And, and stop trying to find things or find reasons to hate it. So with that said, let's uh segue into the next segment. That's right. 
Now, this is where I tackle the bullshit clickbait articles. Okay, now, clickbait is just what it is. It's trying to get you to go on, get the click so they can get their ad money up. Uh, they want to start fights in the comments, things like this. And honestly, I, I think it's the worst part, and it, it's what's driving a lot of the hate within the fandom. Because if you remember, before December 14th, way back when, the Internet community, for the most part, Instagram specifically, was very friendly. Nobody was bitching. Nobody was arguing. It was, We weren't bad at each other at all. We were getting along very well. December 15th comes, and oh man, all hell broke loose. Everybody went berserk. Okay, on Facebook, there's always some kind of dickheads, sorry, but there, I, I do have to fight on there quite a bit. But it got worse and worse. And it's like a lot of it comes from the, the, the fan pages that see one piece of information and they put it out there as gospel and confirm things and say things are, are what they are and they're not. And they're just taking one silly article's word for it and half the time it's just the headline. And that just drives arguments, it drives hate, it drives fighting within the fan base, and that's what we can't have. So that's what I want to tackle here. So this week's, you know, Bantha Poodoo um, is about Alden Ehrenreich. You see he did an interview with Esquire magazine, and it was a good interview, and it goes through quite a bit of things. But the main thing that everybody wanted to catch on to on these sites was Ehrenreich confirms more solo movies on the way. Well, fuck, read the damn article. That's not what he said at all. He said he signed a multi-picture deal. So go ahead and uh, check the other actors and see who else signed multi-picture deals. Probably just about every one of them in, in the main cast. Go to Rogue One. Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, they signed multi-picture deals, and I don't think we're getting a sequel to Rogue One. So why is it such a big deal that he said that and everybody wanted to jump that we're getting a solo trilogy? And by the way, multi-picture deal, everybody wants to jump on trilogy. Couldn't it just be two movies? Wouldn't that be multi-picture? Could it be four? We assume everything's a fucking trilogy. But that's not even what was going on here. He just said a multi-picture deal. All Star Wars do it, go to the DC characters, they do it, the Marvel people do it. Even if they're not going to be in several movies, they do sign multi-picture deals. So again, read the article, read between the lines, see what he actually said, and don't just take some meme or some uh, headline on, on Facebook or Instagram you know, as gospel. You've got to fucking do some research, or listen to us, we'll tell you the truth here. Watch our pages, either one, Hot Topic or Starlight Digest. It's where you get the real news. We do not bullshit you. And if we fuck up, we will say, hey... We fucked up, and we'll straight up own it. No problem. Something else interesting in that article is when he talked about the acting coach. And this has been kind of a, a hot topic uh, for a while since since the uh, the old Lego directors were there. And, you know, everybody's saying that how worried they were about this kid and, and this and that and the acting coach. He brings it up, and he says, well, sure. He's all lots of people have acting coaches, and they just brought me in to help get some of the mannerisms down type of thing. And, you know, and the director said it, it was just as much for them as it was for him, and that there's coaches all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we've been kind of saying that. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Anybody who's a baseball fan out there knows that, like, say, Mike Trout, he has a fucking hitting coach, you know, best player in Major League Baseball in, in, in the whole league, and he has a hitting coach. Is that a problem? Does that mean he's not as good as he is? No, he has to work on his trade. So here we are with a, with a kid trying to not do a Harrison Ford impersonation but be Han Solo the character, and they bring in a coach to kind of help along the way. I don't see the problem. Hell, shit, I just saw uh, Infinity War. And if you stay through the credits, which you have to because it's a Marvel movie and we always do, and you actually read them, you can see on there, I swear to God, look, it's dialect coach for, for Chris Hemsworth and you know acting coach for... They, they go through all these types of things, guys. These people have coaches and all those, and I don't hear any bitching. It's really just um, the, the, the fan base now that's losing their mind. 
And I'll tell you what, everything I've seen now, everything I've seen from this kid in the trailers, any behind-the-scene footage, any pictures, um, the new featurette that came out, the dude is really looking more and more like Honda to me. Like, when I see him, I don't think, oh, there's somebody pretending to be Harrison Ford. I'm like, oh, look, there's young Han. I'm totally buying into this. Just like I bought into McGregor as Kenobi almost immediately, especially in by episode two with the beard. But, I mean, I, I never really doubted McGregor. And I, I doubted this kid at first, but everything I see, I'm like, fuck, that's really good. If you see the new featurette and they show him as an Imperial uh, on Mimbon, and he, he's down in the trenches and he has this fucked up look on his face. Damn, he looks just like Harrison Ford. Like like in A New Hope, when Han turns the corner, he's chasing the stormtroopers and he runs into that big old legion of stormtroopers and he's got that whole fuck face. That's what I see in this kid. And, and I really feel like, like we're going to get a treat. And, and anybody who's underestimating it, you know, maybe he'll get a pleasant surprise. And something else I'm hoping to get a, a pleasant surprise in. Well, let's first start with this new segment. I love you. And this is where I'm going to bring in some good news and cool news and things that are confirmed in in the Star Wars universe. And this week was confirmed Star Wars Resistance is the next animated television series coming from Lucasfilm. Um, So my excitement is like way up because it's an animated Star Wars show again and everything's been gold so far. I love Clone Wars, love Rebels after a minute. Um, But this one has me a little bit worried. Only because it's not really a, a place in time where I'm super interested in, to be honest. Um, I read Bloodline, cut twice, and then we have, you know, obviously The Force Awakens. We have that six-year gap there where this has to be to be placed. Well, it's still a time of relative peace, so there's not can't be a whole lot of shit going on. I get that our, our main character is going to be a spy, uh, Kazuda Ziano, and I can only assume they're going to call him them Kaz throughout this entire series. But... They're, they're a, a resistance spy and part of a ace uh, X-Wing crew, I was, what, what I'm understanding. And it's an anime style, all this, and, and that's all okay. But again, the time frame, what are they really going to do? I, I'm expecting to see a whole bunch of I'm dressed like a fucking stormtrooper again or dressed like an officer again. And I had enough of that in Rebels. I have enough of that just about every time we pull that in any Star Wars thing. That's a, it's getting kind of old. Um, so I hope that's not what this show is all about. Honestly, if they were going to bring in uh, this time frame, I would have loved to see a Ben slash Kylo Ren and Knights of the Knights of Ren story there. You know, how did that happen? What were they doing? Were they wreaking havoc? Now, is that who the Resistance is trying to find? I find that out, then I'm fucking all in 100%. Well, who, who am I fooling? I'm in 100% anyway because of Dave Filoni. Uh, I'm going to trust him no matter what um, until he proves me wrong. But that kind of story with the Knights of Ren, I'd be, I'd be 100% into that. Now, on the plus side, they do have the real actors doing some of these voices. You know, Oscar Isaacs is going to be Poe in this series. Um, Gwendolyn Christie is going to be Phasma in this series. You know, if I ever hear Adam Driver showing up, you know, I'll lose my shit. Then I'm, I'm just really going to be the best thing we could ask for, right? Um, but in the meantime, you know, I'll, I'll wait. I'll see. I'll trust Filoni. I'm excited to get it. I'm excited to add to the lore because that's the kind of shit I really dig on. But at the same time, I, I, I do wish it would have been a different time period. You know, I'll I'll be the, the, the nerd and say, you know, Knights of the Old Republic would be cool, but I do hope they're saving that for live action for that, for the Game of Thrones guys. Um, but this will be coming out this fall on the Disney Channel. And again, Dave Filoni says it's good. I'm all in. Now, the next segment we're going to do is... And this is where I'm going to conversate with you guys or, or people we know of the show, friends of the show. And we're going to have them on, discuss one or two things, you know, for five or ten minutes and, and 
and just get it down dirty. If it's if it's on lore, if it's a dis- discussion we had or disagreement we had on the internet, I'll invite somebody on, and we'll kind of flow from that. So just to kind of get that in motion, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Dar- Darth Moocher a call. This is Marco, who uh, really edits and runs the Sarlacc show for us. Um, let me go ahead and give him a buzz real fast. This fucking guy in his ringtone. Hey, Chris, what's up, man? Hey, bro, what's up? Hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm on Hoth Topic right now. We're doing episode one, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a quick question, and I want you to roll with it, okay? Yeah, shoot. All right, well, hey, tell me what you think about the pod racing in The Phantom Menace. Oh, the pod racing. Well, you're talking about probably the greatest scene in The Phantom Menace because it is relevant. It's action-packed. It, it sets up so much. It sets up the, the villainy. Oh, fuck it. No, this ain't going to work. All right. Well, I'm not going to hear that kind of nonsense on my show, right? To me, the pod race scene, if you didn't know, is like the worst scene in all of Star Wars. So for him to go off like that, it completely throw me off. There's no way. I can't handle it. If you don't agree with me, get the fuck off my show, Marco. What the hell? So guys, I'm, I'm good for conversating. I'm good for, for a good debate. Uh, you change my mind, you change my mind. You know, some of my favorite shit is on Facebook when I get a troll on there. And, you know, after going back and forth for for a good while, all of a sudden they're, hey, you know what? You're right. And they start following the show, you know, and they start to become a listener or things like that. Those are that's fucking badass. You know, I, I, I do like that. And I do hope we can have some of those kind of conversations here. You know, if nothing else, if our show can help change one mind at a time, we're, we're totally cool with that. Because, again, Star Wars is something we love and it's all from a good place in our hearts. Now for our next segment. I cannot teach him. This is where weekly I'll go into some lore, um, possibly something we touch on the main show but didn't have time to kind of wrap up. I'll, I'll bring on to here or things we see uh, again on the internet that, that pop up that it was maybe uh, spread or, or you know misconceived something that just didn't go right that we'll kind of clear up here. All right, and this is probably where I'll bring on uh, Fanboy Mike um, onto the show and, and kind of discuss things with him. Uh, if you guys know Fanboy, um, I don't want to say he's a new Star Wars fan, but he's he wasn't really into the expanded universe and stuff, the, the extra piece of lore. So he's really trying to learn. I've never seen somebody like study, try to study Star Wars like it's a job. But, I mean, we kind of do, but it's just part of life, you know? Um, but Fanboy might come on once in a while and we'll discuss things that, you know, he wants to know about and, and, and kind of get deep there. But for this week, what I'm going to do is talk about Lando again. I'm trying to stay on kind of topic here with Solo coming out. Um, but one of the things that came out a couple of months back was a bunch of talk on a, a fake news site. We, we talked about that earlier, this clickbait bullshit. But these guys readily call themselves Star Wars Fake News, so they just do things, I don't know why, that are fake. Anyway, people took it as serious with Lando getting executed on Cloud City when he got back because they were upset how he uh, brought the Empire there. Well, that was fake news. There, There is no anything like that and somebody wanted to discuss with me on the internet that it was a a legends comic you know it's really not that hard to do research people it really isn't you got google right in fucking front of you because i know you're doing it because you're chatting with me so type into google where lando died and you will see that it didn't happen um and that's one of the things that bugs me is is they they take something off the internet with no research and just fucking run with it but with that aside let's talk about where lando really is uh we mentioned he exists in last shot so he survived that far Right, so obviously he was the droid impresario there. He's like I said, he's into um, building droids, making droids, um, building better droids, better AI brains, all this kind of stuff. Um, that's what he does now. He's the expert there. Um, besides that, he was in aftermath in the in the interludes and 
those were fantastic stories too. So we know he he survived Cloud City, and, and that's the thing is is now we don't know what's going on after after Laugh Shot is what I want to see. Uh, Lando's one of those characters, especially now that we've read Last Shot, that I just want more of. You know, I've always liked Lando like a lot, but now I love Lando. I, I want I want Lando stories. I'll take a Lando movie at this point as as long as you know Donald Glover does a good job with them. And and again, so far there are points in that trailer where it sounds just like Billy D talking. So I'm all in for that. But no, you know, just a quick point. Lando was not executed. Lando did not die. He's alive and well. As far as we know in the canon, the EU wasn't even any different. He didn't, like I said, he didn't die anywhere. Um, it, this is a, uh, a open piece for us. So we've got 20-some-odd years left that we need to know what, what happened to Lando. And he could very well be dead, um, but it wasn't by execution on, on Bespin. My, my theory still is that they're going to use him and come back in Episode Nine. I still really believe, truly, that, that they're going to need leadership, right? They didn't expect Carrie Fisher to pass away. So you can't just leave this this end of this trilogy to all the new people. I really don't think they can. By bringing in Lando at this point, you know, he wasn't able to answer the call when Leia called. He's on the other side of the galaxy. There just wasn't time. He was Maybe Maz was helping with his labor dispute. Maybe that's what was going on with his with his droid world. All this kind of stuff could have been happening, and we could have, we could make that into the part of the story. But I think General Calrissian will come back and be one of the big leaders for the Resistance, or at least I truly hope so. All right, now let's jump into... All right, all right, all right. Shit. All right, it looks like it's uh, about time for us to go. We knocked out about a half an hour today on the intro show, and that was the goal, trying to keep it right around 30 minutes just to give you guys an idea of what's coming, what we're going to be talking about. Um, it wasn't full on. We didn't we didn't go too deep into stuff, so expect that sooner uh, than later. Um, but I want to thank you guys for joining in, for listening. Um, I do want to give a, a, a shout out to all of our, our guys on Sarlacc. You know, Fanboy Mike, uh, Fallen Fat Ernie, Scott Solo, uh, and Darth Moocher Marco. Uh, you know, those guys are, are awesome. You got to check us out on the show on Sarlacc Digest and. Uh, Check out their other shows. You know, everybody seems to have a, a side gig right now. Um, you can catch Ernie the Fallen Fett on They're Not Dolls, The Podcasting Dead, and Down the Rabbit Hole. The motherfucker's on every single geek show there is and doesn't listen to a goddamn one of them. Uh, Marco with Paul on Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Uh, Scott's on the NWA Nerds with Attitude. Also, our, our station, our network, is the Raw Live unedited network that we're a part of all these shows are, are in there and so the rlu guys you know thanks a lot for having us on rich um we appreciate it and the rlu weekly we've all guest spotted on there too so it's just one big happy fucking family on the rlu network and stick around till right after the outro we're gonna have a couple ads playing from a few of those shows just to give you a taste all right so again thanks for listening and until next week i'll see you in hell Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. 
I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think sure why not well you know what I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater oh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture, nerd news, TV shows, movies, comics, no, and toys. Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin, movie reviews with President Rob, Kevin interviews, and more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head, I shed a Holy tear, shit, dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just, the, the soundtrack just starts raising. And uh, then, you know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, oh did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh, and the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com.